0: This is something like a test of my own capabilities. Uh, It's a test of an idea and my ability to execute on something. My name is Mike Bifulco. I am the creator of Pistola. Among other things, I'm a software developer and a designer. I'm an entrepreneur of sorts. I have started several projects in the past uh, that have had success in varying degrees. I'm host of a couple of podcasts that have also been successful in various degrees. And I'm a cyclist. I love to ride my bike. That's my favorite way to get exercise. In December of 2019, I sort of had the idea to build a product, a uh, service, if you will, that is targeted at people like me. So I'm a member of several Facebook groups and Reddit communities around cycling indoors and outdoors, particularly for a product I use called Zwift. Uh, Zwift is an indoor cycling a massively multiplayer online app if you haven't used it. Basically, it lets you ride on a cycling trainer indoors with a bunch of other people at once in a virtual world while doing workouts or races or training programs, whatever uh, you sort of prefer. I found that lots of the folks that were using Zwift were struggling to understand their workouts after the fact. Now, when you're riding on Zwift on a smart trainer, so one that can communicate with your computer. It records quite a bit of data. You get heart rate data, power data. So how hard you're able to pedal cadence, how fast you're able to pedal and speed, essentially the virtual speed or the equivalent that you would be moving in the real world. If your bicycle were moving at the rate you were pedaling and basically at the rate you're pedaling versus the intensity and the hill strength and whatever that you're on now, I was noticing that folks were having trouble understanding their data that they were getting back from Zwift for a couple of different reasons. So one, for starters, after your workout, Zwift does very little to provide you with information about your workout. They kind of give you access to the data, but they aren't a data processing company by nature, so to say. So they sort of rely on third-party services. I would say that far and away the most popular third-party service for interpreting cycling data and sort of workout data of all kinds is a service called Strava. I myself, I'm a user of Strava and I really do quite love it. It's a great product. It's something I've used for years, but it doesn't always work well for people who use Zwift. Now, why that's the case, I'm not entirely sure, but seeing on a Facebook post, someone struggling to understand their data from their uh, Zwift workout on both Strava and Garmin, really sent me off thinking about this thing. What happened basically was this one person did a workout and on their Garmin uh, readout, they had burned 120 calories for their effort. And on their Strava readout, it was something like 600 calories. And that's like a five times, six times difference between the two services. And you can understand how that's confusing. So, My intuition was to kind of be curious and figure out what what exactly was going on here. And so I responded to the person, asked a bunch bunch of questions about their sensors they were using and sort of the environment with which they recorded the data, how they got the data to Garmin versus Strava, et cetera, et cetera. And as I was interrogating that, I realized that one of the, let's call it, advantages I have over someone like that is that I work really, really regularly with this kind of data. So I, as a cyclist and and a sort of former runner and hiker and all these other things myself, um, I've recorded this kind of data for years, probably boy, I would guess going on 10 years now, I've been looking at the data from my various workouts. And actually, at one point, I started building a product that had to do with pulling sensor, uh, data, data from Bluetooth sensors for folks working out in group classes. So I'm sort of intimately familiar with the type of data that you pull down from workouts like this. I've struggled through the realities of dealing with Bluetooth. I know the formats that these data come in. And I was kind of um, able to answer this guy's questions and sort of help him discern what might have happened Without struggling too much now, being the person that I am and also having a significant design bent, what I, the the road I started to go down was playing with the idea of building out a product for people who were into cycling and into analyzing their workout data, but had some, seen something missing from Strava. The first flavor of this was really to look at what it would be to build a service like Strava or one of the others. I'm sort of using Strava as the vernacular, but you can kind of pick your service, Strava or Garmin Connect or Endomondo or one of many, many others. What I was interested in doing was building something that would help these people understand their workouts better. And as I started to explore and look at on these Reddit communities and Facebook communities, I started to notice that more and more people had relatively regular struggles, complaints, and problems with things that they were seeing on the service that they used. And to be honest with you, I had a feeling that I could make something like this. At its heart, these services are really just something that takes a big data file, processes it, and displays it in a user-friendly view so that you can read and interpret the data from your, your workout. And that's something that as a unit, as a person, um, with the skills and the experience I have, I can, I can make that. I can make a thing that does that. And the only question was, can I make something that people would value uh, more than what they have now? So all of these services offer a premium tier and all of them have various things that they offer for their premium members. And to be honest with you, I think that the shortcomings of a lot of these services really tend to be that you get lost in the crowd. You upload your your data to one of these services and when you need help or when you have a question, Strava just uploaded or Strava just added, I'm sorry, their 50 millionth user. 50 million people is really, really hard to service. It's fantastic for Strava. There's a gigantic success. And I wish like hell to one day have success like that. But when you get to the point where you have 50 million users, you are at a place where it's very, very difficult to filter out signal from noise and to hear real people's complaints. So what I'm hoping to do in short is basically activate all of the skills and um, tools that I've, I've, I've gleaned over my career and go out and do some user research, figure out if people are having problems with these services that I, I can identify with and I can understand and that I think I can deliver uh, value on. And so what I'm trying to do is build out a small service to a small but mighty group of interested users, all sort of out in the open, where I'm building something that, You hopefully will, as someone who's listening to this, however you've found it, find it interesting, find it compelling, find it worthy to uh, pass me a couple of bucks each month to make something that in theory you'll get some value out of. So I want to make something that has easily human, understandable, beautiful visualizations of your workout that sort of tells the story behind your workout is compelling to be able to share to people who may never have gone on a trail run or on a mountain bike ride and allows you to also communicate with other people who you've ridden with so that if you want to chat after the fact about you know hey what did i see on this one segment why why when we were climbing uphill was your heart rate going down but mine skyrocketed and stayed up etc etc or maybe just to share pictures about it i i don't really know and I'm, i'm going to put this out into the world with the hopes that i can pull it back in in some way from the data that i collect so that's what I'm doing. That's what I did. Uh, the very well, not the very first step, but one of the first steps after I started to go down the path of of building something before asking was to put out a survey and ask people Uh, what they thought about Strava, what they thought about uh, the services that they were using already. And so I went up to uh, Reddit and to a Facebook group and I posted a humble little survey asking people for their feedback and collected the information that I'm going to share in a blog post. I'm going to summarize what I've found and basically share that out for the world. And from that, kind of build a backlog of, features that I think would be valuable to people. Now, uh, the first thing to determine as you're building a product like this is is the often spoke about and sort of annoyingly uh, catchy named MVP, the minimum viable product. That's the thing with which I can build something that at, at the bare minimum set of features will be found useful by the audience, whoever that may be. As I see it right now, that minimum viable product might just be something that lets you upload a workout file to a service, have that file be interpreted by the service and displayed back to you in a way that's transparent and sort of beautiful. It offers absolutely no marginal gain over other existing services, but it may be something that's useful or interesting to people looking at it for now. In the future, hopefully I'll be able to build out functionalities that are compelling uh, and that folks want to uh, use versus something else or maybe a complement to something else. So that's where I'm coming from. That's what I'm going to try and do. I at the moment don't really know if the target is going to be people who ride indoors for the winter for training or whether it's going to be people who ride indoors and outdoors. It may be just cycling focused, although to be true, uh, to, to be honest with you, every single thing I'm building really applies to just about any workout type possible, depending on the data passed in, whether or not there's GPS data or heart rate or whatever cadence, speed, power, all of this stuff is interpretable in the same way. So I'm gonna put this out into the world. I'm gonna try and basically make this my nights and weekends project where I dedicate time to this thing and try and grow an audience of people who are interested in what I'm doing. My main goal is to make it something that is super hyper transparent and to see what one guy can put out into the world from his humble little basement office and see see if I can do something interesting. I don't know where this is gonna take me, but at the moment I'm really excited about it. It's something that I think I can make and that real people might actually benefit from. So this is take one, stab one, version one, version zero, probably of pistola, a name, which I chose because I could buy a domain pistola.io and sort of because uh, pistola is Spanish, Portuguese, a couple of different languages for gun. And the joke among cyclists is they refer to their guns uh, or their legs as their guns, sort of like, you know, two tickets to the gun show, bro. But they're pointing at their legs because you use your legs to ride a bike or go running or whatever it may be. So it's called Pistola. I am sort of tongue-in-cheek selecting that name, even in the world we live in where you know there, there's many, many reasons to take a stand against things named for and after guns, and I understand that. I'm hoping you appreciate the bit of humor in that. And that's it. That's a wrap. Let's, let's call this version zero of the podcast documenting this project. And the next podcast, I think I'll probably talk about the survey results from the survey that we got. I'll read through those um, kind of in real time and document what I'm finding. And as I do that, I'll put, put a next episode back out into the world and we can talk about this until then. This is Mike signing off. We'll catch you next time.